you know, most businesses in the same industry say a lot of the same things. We provide the best customer service. We, Mm -hmm. you know, we whatever. We we care. We've been here for 70 years. Exactly. So everybody's saying the same thing. Where you can really differentiate yourself is in the small things, is in the personal touches. Um, In this age of digital, people are really hungry for personal connection. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I both know that the social media space is full of self-professing marketing experts. One way to know that if they're legit, take a look at their business that they own and that they currently run. Let me tell you, today's guest, Bethany Meadows, she is legit. We're going to actually dive into how she built numerous businesses from the ground up and how she's currently helping other businesses do the same. Bethany, tell the, the audience today what I missed and why they should listen today. Wow. Okay. So um, I have, when people, I, I'm at a networking event or something mm-hmm. like that, and people say, So what do you do? Mm-hmm. I'm never quite sure how to answer it because I have multiple elevator speeches that I could throw out. So sometimes I just tell them one. Usually when I tell them all the things that I'm doing, people are kind of wondering, How is that even possible? <laughs> and I have some strategies around that to make that happen. But I enjoy business, I enjoy the mm-hmm. freedom that comes with. Um, you know, owning your own business, the flexibility and the ability to travel and do some things like that. But it wasn't always the case. I remember early on in my entrepreneurial journey, um, 18 hour days was pretty much the norm. So you did, you know, I did have to pay my dues. Um, (laughs) Cut (laughs) your teeth somehow, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And a lot of that was just trial and error and figuring things out. So now I'm you know, as part of uh, the Time to Thrive membership, which is that monthly marketing membership that I started last year. Um, It's just helping, you know, business owners who may be in that place where I was 14 years ago, kind of skip some of the the pain of making Mm -hmm. mistakes and save some time and money in the process. That's awesome. So in the context of that Time to Thrive um, program that you have there, I know one thing that's really big to you is really those small businesses, those medium-sized businesses, you know, branding, uh, how do, what's the best way for a, a new business or even an old business? I mean, what's the best way to go about branding and execution and planning? Yeah. So uh, branding is one of my favorite topics of all mm-hmm. time. Um, it's also the most misunderstood one by, by a lot of business owners. Um, mm-hmm. When I first make contact with them, I will ask them about their brand and they'll say, yeah, I have a brand and, and here's my logo. Um, <laughs> the brand is all about the logo for them. It's all about the creative aspect and the look. Yep. But when in fact, branding is really about the customer experience and their mm-hmm. perception of you as a company. And the fact is we, we can really take our businesses to the next level if we are very intentional about how we um, create that ideal customer experience. Okay. One of the things I teach inside Time to Thrive membership is called Touchpoint Mapping. Mm-hmm. And basically what that's doing is mapping out your customer journey, uh, all the places that you touch them, human, system, or product, all the way through. So you have the prior to the purchase, you have the purchasing experience, and then you have the post purchase experience, which, you know, is going to include 
getting a testimonial or a review right. or a referral or maybe upsell or cross-sell them. And so you can literally create a, a map of these points in time and look at ways that to filter those touch points through the experience, the ideal experience you want them to have. Okay. And then next level that, that thing, that touch point. Um, and do something different. Do, you know, don't do what the com your competition is doing just because the competition is doing it. But really do things through that lens of your ideal brand experience. So now you, you brought that mapping, and I'm glad you brought that up because I also feel like branding is how companies perceive you. Like I said, you know, you can look at a picture uh, on a business card or on, you know, on a flyer or whatever, but that's not branding. And, and I love that you pointed out that's the logo. When, what do you feel that most business um, owners and, and leaders really fail at? I mean, where on that customer journey do you feel like is they struggle with the most? Well, I, I might flip that question around and say one, one of the areas where you can really have the highest impact okay. um, are on the little things. You know, most businesses in the same industry say a lot of the same things. Yeah. We provide the best customer service. We, mm -hmm. you know, we whatever. We care. We've been here for 70 years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody's saying the same thing. Where you can really differentiate yourself is in the small things, is in the personal touches. Um, in this age of digital, people are really hungry for personal connection. Yeah. And you know, if you, when you can find ways to do that, whether it be like in our uh, hot sauce company where we do subscription boxes and uh, corporate gift programs and things like that built around um, hot sauce and spicy foods, mm. we, we handwrite a note in every box. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and, and so that's not something that, you know, you might say, well, that's a lot of work, but um, you know, it just takes two seconds to, mm. hey, thank you for your business. Thank you for supporting us and then signing it with the, the first name of the owners. Mm. Um, so, and I'm not always the one who to do it, right? Because mm. I don't always pack the box, but whoever's packing the box can write the note <laughs> and it's handwritten. Um, so that's just a way to create a, wow, I just made a connection with this company and we share this love of hot sauce and spicy food. And so then it's all about building that relationship with your customer. Uh, people want that connection. They want a uh, relationship. Women in particular are very strong um, when it mm -hmm. comes to wanting that relationship. Men tend to be more transactional. Mm -hmm. Women are more relational. Right. And uh, women are making 80% of the buying decisions in, in most cases, most industries. So yeah, and I think that's great. I mean, really two points that I kind of pulled out there is number one, I agree. I mean, that, that handwritten note is number one, no one else is doing it. So right right there alone, you're setting yourself apart from the rest of whatever market you might be in. But, but I think piggyback, I mean, whenever I get a, a note or even just a card or something from my mom or my dad, that handwriting takes me back to memories and, and it brings that bond together. So, you know, if you send a package and then maybe two months later, they get the same handwritten note from, that's right, this is from Bethany, you know, so there really is that deep connection there. So I, th I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so I, th I think it's great. And I wish more people would do, uh, do exactly that. Now, when, um, I mean, that right there is really an out of the box idea. I mean, it used to be so common because 
things weren't digital. Now everything is digital. What other type of things do you think business leaders should start incorporating into their into their marketing and really branding strategy? Well, and then that's the point of doing that process of touch point mm-hmm. mapping because that because every business is so unique and your brand mm-hmm. is is so unique. Um, so in that process of mapping out all those touch points, um, you can look at that particular touch point and say, okay, how can I next level the experience for a customer? And, and it's so outward facing. The mindset is so outward facing where a lot of businesses, their focus is, how can I do this the most efficiently so that I make the most money? How can I? And and yeah, of course, you have to balance that. But if that is your only mindset, the only thing that you're thinking about is how can I do this? How can I use some tech piece of technology to, you know, like answer the phones, like how frustrating is it to, <laughs> to call a company and never get a person and you're mm-hmm. pushing buttons desperately trying to get to somebody and mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't get the information you need. It's frustrating. Um, just being able to communicate. Um, I, that's what I love chat um, boxes on yeah. websites mm-hmm. because I feel like I can instantly connect to a person who's going to answer my question I don't have to wait on hold. I don't have to push buttons. Um, And then like on our chat, but I I put my picture. Good. Um, You know, so that you, this is my picture and here's my first name. That's who you're talking to. So again, making that relationship and building that over time. I, I like the out of the box ideas. I think you can get your team involved in brainstorming. Um, You know, how can we wow surprise delight our customers i'll tell you a little secret if you if if any of your listeners end up joining time to thrive membership they will get a box in the mail we don't advertise it nobody Mm -hmm. knows you know it's not not put anywhere it's not an enticement Mm -hmm. but once they sign up i put together a a gift box a welcome box and it has a custom binder in there to keep all of their workbooks Mm-hmm. Uh, sheets in there it has a piece of artwork that's really inspiring it has a journal in there that I self-published specifically mm-hmm. for time to thrive um, that gives you a place to really write out your dreams and your visions for your mm-hmm. company and kind of guides you through that uh, it has all kinds of like little branded <laughs> note note uh post-it notes it has um a magnet with your thriver declaration on it so it's just like this little gift that comes with all these really cool things um (laughs) and so it surprises them then they're like online going oh my gosh i just got this in the mail i wasn't expecting it um and so if you can do the unexpected for your customers like that they will tell people about you absolutely it will it will, re- and it's memorable. They don't forget that, that you surprise them. And I think, you know, and, and that surprising piece, I think is so, so valuable. Um, but I also think sometimes too, I mean, we, you know, the Yelp effect, right? So if I go have a good, good experience at a restaurant, I don't tell anybody. Uh, but if I have a bad experience, I'm going to tell everybody that I know. And I think right. because we expect good service when we go out to eat, that when we don't have one, it's unexpected. So now I got to tell everybody about it. But the same thing right. happens for, for the good things, right? I mean, it makes it, when, when I sign up for, you know, Time to Thrive and, I, and I'm not expecting this box and it just shows up randomly, 
I'm so much more likely to go tell everybody. So, um, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's a really cool idea. And hopefully we didn't ruin the surprise for too many people, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's great. It's not a surprise that's, anymore yeah, for them. Yeah. But no, I, I think that's great. I think, you know, a lot of companies should do that. And I, and I think now um, that the economy starting to open up, hopefully things like that will start to happen more uh, often than not. Uh, you know, kind of do go back, because I mean, you know, years ago, I mean, you started uh, Team Meadows, um, and that was kind of an interesting time in your life. C- can you walk us through, again, one of the other businesses that you still are currently running? Can right. you walk us through Team Meadows real quick? So uh, the Team Meadows came about um, when our house burned down. Um, mm. it, there, we had, it was, people always say, well, what happened? Mm. Um, so it was squirrels had built a nest in the firebox and it had rusted a hole through and a spark from the fireplace, ignited the nest and set mm. our whole house on fire and down to the ground it went. Um, we, you know, through that process, insurance, all of that, you know, we're had, that was like a second job for about a year, oh, yeah. just yeah. getting through all that. Uh, pretty sure I had PTSD for about two weeks because <laughs> I sounded drunk. Anybody who talked yeah. to me was like, I think she's drinking after the yeah. fire. Um, it was just, I was just in shock, I guess. Um, so it was a bit of a, it wasn't about losing the stuff for us. Mm. It was like being displaced from our sanctuary, mm. like home yeah. is sanctuary, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we still had four kids. You know, we, we have seven kids between us. Um, my five and his two, and then, you know, you know, there were still four at home at the time. Yeah. And anyway, going through that process, we decided to be as frugal as we could in replacing, you know, our household items. And we were able to compile some seed money yeah. and we started we, uh, Team Meadows LLC to be a um, house flipping company. Yeah. And so we started buying houses and flipping. And then soon I realized I need to get a real estate license <laughs> because I don't like paying these commissions to others. Yeah. I'll do that for myself. Plus they couldn't move fast enough when I wanted to buy something. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I got my license and then of course, you know, vertical solutions media being a marketing company, I really had this whole team to back me up mm-hmm. uh, when it came to, you know, listing houses, getting leads, all those kind of things. And so, uh, um, Team Meadows continues to be successful today. Um, and I find it really interesting to work with people. I think it it kind of goes to my, um, I love people. Yep. And I love working with people. And so I've really kind of niched down into the uh, downsizing market. And okay. so these are typically people like my parents' age or maybe a little bit younger. And I'm kind of coming into out. that. I don't need 3,000 square right. feet. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then I can hold their hand because it's kind of traumatic for them. They raise mm-hmm. their kids in the house. They have lots mm-hmm. of stuff they don't know what to do with. And so I'm just able to come alongside them and work with them. And it's very fulfilling for me. I enjoy it very much. That's really cool because I really do feel like, I mean, I mean, I think just because of the TV shows and everything that's out there, I mean, house flipping just it has such a sexy name, but there really is an emotional aspect to it. Like I said, I mean, I've lived, my parents still live in the house that I grew up. We moved there when I was in kindergarten, first grade, I think it was. And, and I mean, so when the day comes for them to move out, like, that's going to be, you know, a lot of years of emotional attachment that has to go. So I think taking that, that really that client, that, you know, homeowner approach where you're really kind of walking them through it and, and 
therefore their support really i think is really big and goes back to the outside the box and really touching clients um through that a lot of people aren't now so you mentioned vertical solutions media and, and that's kind of really how i learned about you and i love the fact that and you, you we talked about this beforehand but it's a completely different mindset and a really completely different hands-on approach that you have there can you walk us through the difference between the the leadership and the culture you've built there and how you've been able to kind of not step away completely but take it a little more hands-off approach there yeah so um do you want me to go back and tell how that all came about yeah yeah that'd be we great yeah, at the I think, beginning. I think, again that's another wonderful um, story because it, it's kind of evolved over time yeah. so that um i Hey, the it, Vertical Solutions Media is almost 14 years old, so mm -hmm. we're going back that far. Um, and a few years prior, um, I uh, adopted a sibling group of four. Mm -hmm. I had one biological, so I went from one to five children basically overnight. Mm -hmm. um, I was homeschooling them. Um, there was some special challenges there, and that was just the best thing for them. Right. And then uh, my then husband uh, left. And so it was kind of like um, what do I do? <laughs> another shocking moment in my life where um, uh, I was like, well, okay, I, I want to continue to homeschool, but I also have to keep a roof over our heads. So um, I drew from my corporate uh, experience um, mm -hmm. in marketing um, and started a, an agency. I did a lot of sales for hire way back okay. then for magazines and things that kind of paid the bills at least initially. Right. Um, and then I started working more and more with um, the same clients in the marketing mm -hmm. aspect. And so I thought, you know, I'm working with this particular business over and over again. So why don't I just put them on retainer? Okay. Um, and so that felt like more security for me. And I could be more proactive for them. Instead of responding to them, I could be making recommendations mm. and being more proactive and being part of their team, you know. Um, I, in fact, my very first client that I moved over to Retainer is still a client. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are the clients have typically stayed with us very long term. Mm -hmm. um, and because we've kind of, we've grown with them. And we're just part of the team. And, and so we, we have very long-term clients. I have very long-term employees. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, over time, they've learned to trust my team. Because mm -hmm. um, when you're in the agency world, anybody listening who's in agency world will relate to this. People buy you. Right. Like when you... You're, you're the face of the agency and people buy you. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be pawned off or feel right. like they've been pawned off to anybody else. And so you do have to set those expectations up front to say, look, I couldn't possibly manage everybody, of right? Course, yeah. mm -hmm. So we have a team here and they're going to take good care of you and make sure that things don't fall between the cracks. Because I'm telling you, if you work with me on the day-to-day, -day, things will fall between the cracks because mm -hmm. I don't have enough time to keep up with everything. Um, and so over time, I've learned better how to set those expectations and, yeah. um, and trust my team. Learning to delegate was a big thing for me because you know it was my baby and I was very uh, <laughs> very <it> <laughs> excellence driven and you know no mistakes no mistakes yeah. um but I I've you know I've got the team 
And uh, I trust my team and I let them do their jobs. They do it super well. Um, And that's kind of opened the door for me to be able to explore some other things that are what I would call passion projects, right? And that's what the hot sauce and that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And well, in time to thrive membership and being able to start that and just pour into other, the smaller business owners, um, I wouldn't have had time for that. If, right. if I didn't have a team who could manage the uh, day-to-day of the agency. Hey guys, Dustin here. You know, I had so much fun talking with Bethany that I honestly lost track of time. So I'm going to split this into two sessions. When the second part of the talk is uploaded, you can click on it right here. Now until then, make sure you check out all the great things that Bethany is doing. And see you all soon. As always, be awesome, be well, best wishes. Take care.